Welcome to this edition of the Sword and Trial Podcast, which is a ministry of Founders Ministries. We are recording today in Cape Coral, Florida. We're delighted that you have chosen to join us for this special podcast as we reflect upon the Christmas season and the fact that not everyone uh, can find it easy to celebrate and rejoice during this time of year. Before we get into that, we want to remind you that we do have a conference coming up in January 2022. That begins on the 20th of January. That's a Thursday night. It goes Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We have Vody Balkum coming in and Travis Allen and Conrad and Bayway and others as well. You can find out more information at founders.org. But the rates go up in, on January the 1st. So, Graham, we need to remind ourselves and others and people in our church that if they want the discounted rate, those end at December 31st at midnight. So be sure and register before January 1st to join us. We also have a pre-conference on the 19th of January, that Wednesday night. That's going to be hosted at Grace Baptist Church here in Cape Coral. We have limited space for that. Bodie Balkman and I will be addressing the issue of the call, and Travis Allen will be joining us as we discuss that in a panel format. So you can, again, find out more information about that, the tickets that are available, along with a, a fam dinner, a ministry update dinner during the conference. So just go founders.org. Click on the uh, icon related to the doctrine of the church, militant and triumphant. That's the theme of the conference this year. And we hope to see you here in Southwest Florida in January 2022. Yeah, we also have a great opportunity coming up uh, January 4th. This is just for Founders Alliance members. So if you're part of the fam, this is for you. Uh, January 4th at 7 p.m., we're doing a Q&A, a live Q&A session with Pastor Tom Askell. Um, this is a table talk. So if you are interested in that, if you're part of the fam, you can log in and you can be a part of that. Also, if you're not part of the fam, this is time to become a part of the fam and you can yeah. get in on that Q&A. Yeah, and we welcome those of you who uh, are fam members. We thank you for your support and if you like this podcast and want to support founders, just spread this podcast, click like and share it, uh, become a subscriber. That helps us tremendously in our efforts to get this material out. Well, Graham and I are both pastors. We serve here at Grace Baptist Church, and uh, this is a very busy time of year for most churches and for many pastors. And in the midst of the busyness, as we are uh, thinking about family rhythms and usually people getting together to celebrate traditions and the opportunity to be together at, at Christmas or the New Year break, we sometimes can overlook the fact that there are people who are suffering, people who are really struggling emotionally, spiritually during these times, and that Christmas time is not always a bright time for everyone. Uh, I, we received a, I received a phone call late last night from a family member that one of our uh, family members has a daughter who's uh, a mother, a young mother that died unexpectedly uh, last night, and it's just a real tragedy, a difficulty in the family, and so that's something that our family is dealing with now and that uh, we'll be dealing with years coming uh, forward. It's just this time of year will be a reminder of that. And I remember back on some Christmas times, there's just real uh, challenging times that occur during this season of the year. And the sin doesn't quit this time of year. Death mm-hmm. doesn't quit this time of year and sickness. And so to deal with Christmas and to think about these holiday seasons when there's so much reasons to re- many reasons to rejoice and people do get together and it, it can be really fun to be with family and uh, wonderful reunion times. There also can be uh, those among us who are suffering, who carry some deep wounds and memories and, and are struggling and we should not overlook that. Yeah. Part of the Christian life, it's before glory, it's interesting, you know, it's always a balance, a, a mixture of the sweet and the bitter, you know, those really sweet times, it's always tainted by the bitterness of life in this fallen world. Um, but then those bitter times for the Christian, 
you know, there's always that sweetness of, of our future hope and our future inheritance that can cut through that bitterness yeah. um, and really help us get through that. Yeah, you know, I am reminded pretty regularly of uh, one of Paul's phrases that he uses in Second Corinthians chapter 6, I think it's verse 10, when he's describing his own life, and he does it in terms of almost contrast, and one of them is sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And so I've thought about that a lot. You know, what do you, how do you do that? You know, what Paul see? How could Paul express that, that he's a man who is sorrowful yet always rejoicing. And one of the ways I've been helped to think about it is to do just what you said, you know, to frame it that way, that on my worst day, I have more reasons to rejoice than Bill Gates does on his best day. Mm -hmm. I have a savior that shed his blood for me. I am reconciled to my creator. I have eternal life. My sins, every last one of my sins is forgiving, forgiven. So I, I, I have reasons to rejoice. And then on my best day, uh, I have reasons to be sorrowful because on my best day, sin's still in me. This world is still broken, not what it's supposed to be and what it ultimately will be. And the devil is still seeking to ensnare people and to lead them astray and to devour those whom he can. And so there's reasons to look at reality in that light and weep. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that it's essential for healthy Uh, Christian living for just healthy mental life to be able to learn with Paul what it means to be sorrowful yet always rejoicing. And then, you know, you think too of the admonition in Romans 12, 15, that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And um, sometimes it's easier to do one or the other of those rather than both of those. Yeah. And yet we're called to do both. Yeah, and you know this this time of the year is a particularly sweet time for so many people. It's just the memories and the time you get to spend with with family and loved ones, and, and that's what makes it so difficult for for others. Mm-hmm. It's because those family members, those loved ones that you've spent so many years with together, had so many uh, fond memories with, uh, they're not there any yeah. longer. Yeah, um, for you know, could be for uh, any number of reasons. Yeah. Um, one of the most difficult is is death, and and you know, often we think about this in terms of you know maybe someone who's just passed away in the past year. But for for many people, um, it's hard for them to really um, enjoy the holidays uh, when they've lost somebody, and it's been years, it's been mm-hmm. decades, and and we know that the loss of a loved one can leave that type of scar, can be that difficult. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I, I can speak to that from experience. Uh, it was 27 years ago, I guess it was now. I think that's right. 27 years ago, 1994, uh, my mother died right before Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just that, that Christmas was so strange for me and difficult for me. And I still reflect on that. I mean, it's inevitable. I'll, I'll think about that on the date of her death and, uh, thank God for my mother. I remember my last Christmas with my dad, you know, that, that particular day he was in the hospital and we got to take him out of the hospital for the family uh, gathering that day. And I drove him back to the hospital and we had a sweet time. It was a mm. wonderful time. Best, probably the best hour I ever spent with my dad, you mm. know, and then he died not long after that. And those are memories. They're just part of the human experience. We don't get to uh, escape those. I remember an, another one, a, a really particularly a difficult day for me as a pastor was on Christmas Day, 1996. 
and uh, Ernie Reisinger, that many of the listeners to this podcast will uh, remember. He was really the principal founder and motivation behind uh, getting Founders Ministries going back in 1982 and 83. And uh, Ernie was a wonderful gift from God to the church and to me personally. He was a, a real friend and mentor to me. His wife, Mima Jane, had a massive stroke on Christmas Day, uh, 19. 19- 96, I guess it was, or yeah, I think it was 1996. And um, I remember going to the hospital, being there with the family. Ernie was there, and uh, Donnie, their son, and his wife, Barb, were there. And, you know, we were praying, weeping, and uh, doctor, the initial doctor gave zero hope that she would recover. And this was going to be, uh, she was not going to live long. Another doctor came and got involved and was able to sustain life. She was able to recover somewhat, and then she lived for another 10 years or so uh, after that stroke. But it was a hard, hard day. And then that evening, one of our deacons, uh, his wife gave birth to a little girl, and they named her Hope. Uh, and they had had some difficulties in uh, in their uh, previous children with um, uh, uh, being afflicted with autism. And this little child, you know, they didn't know and weren't going to be able to know for a while, but they named her Hope. And so, you know, you go from the, that uh, incredible sorrow to that wonderful joy of mm-hmm. a new life, all in the span of a few hours. And that was true of those families and our church, a whole congregation. And in and through it all, the, the basis on which we can respond Weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we only look at the circumstances, then we're going to be emotionally just pulled back and forth, back and forth. But if we can remember and discipline ourselves to remember those unchanging realities, then we'll be able to be steadfast and, and helped by the Spirit of God to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Yeah, and you know there is an opportunity there for those grieving during the holidays um, that other people don't. It's not as readily available to them um, in really recognizing what we're celebrating during mm-hmm. Christmas. We're celebrating the incarnation. You preached a couple weeks ago on Isaiah forty, and the way that Isaiah prophesies the coming of the Messiah, um, it begins comfort comfort my people. And so this, this realization or this prophecy of a coming Messiah is to bring comfort to the people. And well, we live on the other side of that incarnation and the Messiah has come and he's, he's uh, bled for us and he's been, he's, he's obeyed the law for us and he's ascended into heaven and he intercedes for us. Um, And the Israelites being able to receive comfort from the prophecy, how much more comfort can we receive now knowing that the grief that we experience, it's not permanent. It's not an eternal grief. There, there will be an end to that grief. There will be the, the wiping away of the tears from our eyes by our Messiah. Um, and so the, the recognition and the opportunity there for those who are grieving, um, I think is sometimes more readily available for those who, who aren't. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I was thinking of uh, one of the Christmas carols that we sing. I think it's uh, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen that has mm-hmm. that line in it, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. And joy yeah. yeah, Tidings of Comfort and Great Joy. And uh, that Isaiah 40 passage is it. It's comfort. What mm-hmm. God was going to do, now has done for his people, is designed to provide comfort for us in a world where uh, Jesus promises you will have tribulations and trials. So how do we respond? How do, how do those of us who know these truths uh, live off of these truths and then steward them in a way that we can commend Christ 
for the comfort of others. And that's an ongoing responsibility and an ongoing growing um, effort to try to discern the best ways to do that. And, and sometimes we feel compelled, even in, in, in just normal circumstances, not holiday situations, we feel compelled to have to do something to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. when people are hurting and it's, that's not it. I, you know, Job's friends, man, they were great until they started talking. You know, <laughs> they were great <laughs> when they showed up and were just sitting with Job in silence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, that's it. That is the, the greatest comfort that we can give to someone is our presence with yeah. them uh, when they are, are struggling and sorrowful. Particularly in this time in which loneliness can be really the dominant emotion for, for so many who are grieving. Yeah, um, yeah. And so just the presence of someone who cares. That's right. The presence of someone who loves them. Yeah, and, and hospitality, just opening up your own life mm-hmm. to others and inviting them in uh, and sharing with them. And that hope that we have in Christ and, and those that don't have that hope, we can commend that hope and we can uh, set Christ before them and, and encourage them and persuade them to trust Christ, to find the comfort and hope that is in um, you know, we have uh, a book here at Founders. It was written several years ago. It's an edited volume, so it's got lots of contributors in it, edited by Bob Ag and Roger Duke, called The Reason for the Season, Ministerial Reflections on Grief and Suffering as Spiritual Formation. And there's some wonderful chapters in this book that talk about these very things, about how you can go about uh, encouraging others to grieve well. And I, I'm, you know, Think about First Thessalonians 4, where Paul says, you know, I don't want you to grieve as others who have no hope. He doesn't say you shouldn't grieve. I mean, Christians grieve, yeah. and, and uh, that's, that's a false kind of dichotomy to set it up that I've either got to be joyful in Christ and rejoice, or I've got to grieve. And, and sometimes I think well-intended Christians can almost suggest or come across that, well, okay, you know, in order for me to be... Uh, faithful to Christ, I can't let my sorrow be mm-hmm. real or be deep. And that's not it, man. It is sorrowful yet always rejoicing and learning to hold those things together where they're not in competition and where you can, with Paul, grow in understanding that we can be both because we have Christ and yet we live in a fallen world and things are not yet the way they're supposed to be or will be made one day. Getting that in your mind as a goal and pursuing that can be a real uh, motivation, a real help to spiritual, emotional health, to helping us live well in this world. So this book, we're going to put it uh, on sale for uh, uh, discounted price, and you don't need any code or anything. We're just going to put the price up on the website. So you can go to founders.org, look in the bookstore, Reason for the Season. We hope that this will be a help to those who uh, this year maybe are struggling with uh, sorrows and sadness, or if you have opportunity to minister to those who have sorrow and sadness. Founders, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're grateful for your participation in this ministry. We're glad to have an opportunity to have these conversations with you. We hope that they're helpful to you, and we would love to serve you any way that we can. Uh, We look forward to the conference coming up in January as God brings it to mind. Please pray for us that God would help us and enable us to get everything done. There's some real challenges uh, with travel restrictions that are in place and with uncertainties about government protocols and uh, what might finally be determined and how those travels will need to be managed. So as God brings it to mind, just pray. But we're excited about that prospect, and we're grateful to have had the opportunity to serve with you this last year and look forward to seeing what God will do in the year ahead. So from all of us here at Founders, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and we look forward to seeing you, God willing, in the year ahead. 
And instead of fading out with our normal music, we want to share with you a, a great song, a uh, Christmas song called Glory in the Darkest Place that really is about what the, we've been talking about. Um, it's written by Brittany Bourne, produced by Sovereign Grace Music. You'll, you can find info for it in the show notes. Yeah, this is a wonderful song. It's become one of our family favorites over the last few years. I think Sovereign Grace uh, produced it finally the last year or two, but uh, Brittany wrote it, I think, four or five years ago or so. So uh, take this song and use it and listen to it and be blessed in the reminders of God's great gift to us in Jesus Christ. of death. 